Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Rental at a time. It is Sunday, January 23rd. And yes, seven days a week means seven days a week. If you'd like to get your daily financial news in little 12 to 15 minute chunks each and every day, do me a favor, like, subscribe, comment. And if you'd like, feel free to share these videos with others that need to check it out. We've been doing the daily financial news together for more than a thousand days in a row. Pretty amazing stuff. So a couple of things we got to do before we get started. We've got four more cards to send out. If you don't know what these are, these are cards that I send out each and every time you close a real estate investment and you say that one rental at a time helped you. Again, I am a very easy grader. All you have to say is this YouTube channel, my book, Instagram course, whatever it is. If I've helped you in any way, I want to count it. And these cards are important. Not only are they something you could take a selfie with, but also it is how we are tracking our performance together because I want to give a lot of money away to a food bank. I want to do something crazy and dye my hair purple. So if I've helped you, let me know. And let's congratulate Karen. Karen, congratulations for getting your first deal. Your card goes out in the mail. And then we got our guy, Dustin. Dustin, you've actually closed three deals in the last six months. So yes, folks, you will get a card for each deal. If you do me a favor, take a selfie in front of the house or with your family or whatever you'd like. I'd love to see it. Tag me on Instagram. Let's get more and more people asking, hey, what the heck are these cards? Let's see what's going on. So again, congratulations. Also, you will know that I am a creature of habit. Every Sunday, I do my positive impact score, which is, hey, I do a couple of hours of original content every day. How is it going? I've just started to put together my positive impact score for the week and each and every number is green for the first time ever. Folks, this is gonna be a good week. This is gonna be fun to talk about. I will release that video later in the day. But yes, each of our two, four, six, seven metrics is green and obviously they go green, yellow, red if you haven't seen it before. Look out for that video later in the day. On to the daily financial news. I don't know if you've seen this, but a few viewers sent me this. Apparently, one of the biggest bulls and Kathy Wood follower has sold everything. Yes, apparently somebody who has a gigantic YouTube following who does investment trading and and teaches and makes millions of dollars a month because you watch his content sold everything apparently Friday or something. No, uh, no details, just lots of people have sent me his tweet, his uh, YouTube links. I think it is very interesting. Again, trading on margin, do all of these things. It is, uh, it's gambling. And uh, I have told you for months that this is not the time to do it. Um, I just wonder how many people were unfortunately hurt following bad advice. So again, always do your own research, always do your own things. 
this is your money after all. Just because somebody has a good game and talks good and is funny and whatever, doesn't mean they know what they're talking about. Doesn't mean they don't lose millions and millions of dollars. So do your own work. Uh, that's one of the things why I say do the work all the time. Um, it is, uh, I was shocked to see that. I actually thought somebody was pulling an April Fool's joke on me in January. But anyways, I guess it happens. So a couple of other things we're going to talk about today. We really have to understand nominal versus real, right? One of the things we're going to start to hear is we're going to start to hear nominal numbers like GDP is up 4% or uh, wages are up 4.8%. You have to ask yourself every time, are these nominal mean not adjusted for inflation or real, meaning they are adjusted for inflation. Folks, we're going to get Q4 reading. I think it's Thursday this week. Uh, again, is this going to be a nominal number or will it be real? If you don't know already, GDP is reported in nominal terms. So if nominal GDP growth comes in at, say, 4.2%, but we've had 6% inflation, what is the real GDP growth, folks? Negative 1.8%. So again, folks, get very comfortable on this. This is going to be a big deal. Many, many people feel great about getting a 5, 6, 7% raise. But if you get a 7% uh, way, uh, raise and then there's 7% inflation, you are getting mm, nothing. We have to understand this. Watch those numbers. Be very, very careful. Larry Summers is out on the Newswire basically saying Janet Yellen and Jerome Powell are talking crazy. If you don't know, both of these folks are out saying, hey, uh, inflation will be back to 2% by the end of the year. Don't worry. Be happy. I have told you that is nonsense. I think it will be at least 4 or 5%. Uh, Larry Summers is out saying the same thing. Jamie Dimon. He is actually coming out saying growth could be the highest since the Great Depression and 1922. One sec. So again, these are things I think Jamie is frankly wrong. I think he is talking his book. Uh, I actually, and hopefully if you've been watching the channel for any length of time, I do not feel good about 2022. I believe Q4 was the last hurrah. I believe savings rate is down. I believe people are going to start consuming less. And I actually believe that unemployment is about to reverse. More on that later. Uh, looks like Kathy Wood is a uh, ARC Innovation Fund down 42% over the last 12 months. Again, I did a video about nine months ago saying Kathy Wood has been lucky. She bet in the right area when, the, when you were not against the Fed. Again, the beauty of my videos, you can go back and look them up and see that I was warning you six or nine months ago. It... Um, it feels good to be right. Uh, I hope some of you listened or at least did your own work. But yeah, this is, um, this is pretty bad, right? So Zoom, her second largest investment, down 53. Teladoc down 65. Roku down 57. Yeah, but don't worry. She's got a five-year time horizon. That is such genius marketing. It is amazing. So I thought I would talk about the housing market 2022. A lot of you have asked. We are in this very interesting time, so I want to be as clear as I can, and as always, you and I talk daily, so I reserve the right to change my opinion. It will be changed right here. First and foremost, 
we're going to talk broad terms. We'll talk Q1. Q1 is going to be the quarter of low inventory, right? We have record low inventory coming out of December, 910 single-family homes. Amazing. Uh, that is not going to be rectified in the first quarter. What is going to happen in the first quarter, as I've told you the last two or three weeks, owner-occupants are coming off the market, right? Owner-occupants who are scared of higher interest rates, they are going to be flooding the market, generally speaking, in the quarter uh, or in the earlier part, but let's just say Q1. So inventory will not be building in Q1. It will be still hard for investors. And as always, re always remember, investors... Uh, owner-occupants can um, pay more. So be very, very careful. So again, these are things that we need to watch. So again, um, when, what about investors? What is going on with investors? Well, good news is I think inventory starts to build in Q2. Uh, what we are going to start to see is the economy is going to slow down. We're going to see the owner-occupants that wanted to buy, buy. And guess what? They only buy once. These are not investors. I believe what we're going to start to see is a slowing economy. We are going to see some companies lay off uh, like uh, Peloton and like uh, Better Mortgage. There are companies that are frankly too big with too much overhead that will start to lay off. So I believe unemployment rate is going to go up, uh, which means that we are going to have some people unfortunately not be able to pay their mortgage and maybe have subject to and things of that nature. So good stuff coming there. Uh, I do think... 30-year mortgage rates hit 4% for owner-oc and maybe 5% for investors. This will slow down the market. All of these things are slowing the market down. But again, starting in Q2. Uh, I think we have to watch real wage growth versus nominal wage growth because if we have real wage growth, as we saw in the 70s, you can have housing values continue. I believe we are going to be slowing down this year, and I believe rent I believe rent really needs to slow down. I think landlords have gotten a little too uh, cocky or full of themselves. I, can, I see syndications anticipating 3 4 5% rent increases for multiple years to come. I don't think that's true. People are tapped out. Um, the Fed is going to be tightening. Unemployment's going to go up. You're going to see that uh, rents are going to flatten. I do expect first-time homebuyers to come out, first-time homebuyer programs to come out. Let me be clear. This is, again, going to add gas to a fire. Uh, but again, if it's coming out into a slowing economy, we will see the impact. But yes, folks, we should expect first-time homebuyers to get help with down payments, maybe get a 40-year loan. We shall see. Um, the one thing to really watch that I'm watching is price controls. I talked about price controls about six or nine months ago. These would be the ultimate signs that government has freaked out or panicked. I'm afraid that we may see those uh, here in the near future, maybe the end of uh, maybe in April. Uh, but again, price controls would be the ultimate problem because again, price controls mean uh, lower supply, uh, no more investment. It is just not a good thing. Again, we have done these. Uh, we did the Economic Stabilization Act of the 1970s uh, via, and then we had an executive order, President Nixon, executive order 11615. Uh, he came out and was supposed to do a 90-day price control. It actually lasted almost two years. So again, not good. 
I do think it is very interesting today. We have China lowering rates and we have the US undoubtedly raising rates. That cross current from a supplier country to a consumer is going to be very interesting and create uh, noise and messiness this year. And then lastly, the greatest cost that most of you never consider, especially if you're one of these hodlers or you know, you're gonna hold and not sell, you need to look up the word opportunity cost. Opportunity cost is what you could have done with those investments. Here are three opportunity costs that I have appreciated and just to give you examples. Number one, free and clear asset. I talked about this six months ago. I believe the time to get a 50% loan or cash out on that asset was six months ago. We did the paperwork, we got the loan, we borrowed it sub 4%. I did that because I saw the opportunity cost of dead money in that asset not being able to use it a year from now. You get the money when it's easy, you sit on it, and then you deploy it later. Example of appreciating opportunity cost. Number two, uh, as you know my story, you know I was trading during the dot-com era. I could have held on to some Cisco shares and not traded, not recognized the loss, but instead I sold. That became the uh, nest egg of which my real estate portfolio grew from, and obviously it turned out okay. I could have held. My, my money would have been dead for 40 years, or not 40 years, 10 years, 10 years before I would have broke even and I probably would have sold and I'd still be working today. I sold, I got to cash, I figured out a market and I went forward. And then finally, Norris Drive. I am a buy and hold real estate investor. I have every intention of holding forever. However, if you, if you wanna buy one of my things for a price more than I think it's worth, significantly more, I will sell. So again, I could own Norris Drive today and it would be worth more than I sold it in 2006. However, I wouldn't have been able to 1031. That one house would not have turned into 40 units or 38 units or whatever it is. So this notion of just holding forever because, because it, go look up the word opportunity cost. You are missing out. It is the most painful cost that no one talks about. So again, folks, uh, I look for an amazing Sunday. I hope you have a great day. I'm still shocked that this uh, YouTuber uh, paper handed it when he was all about diamond hands and five years and craziness, but man, crazy world we live in. I hope you're okay. I hope you've done your homework. Hope you're making wise investments. And of course, have a wonderful day. Like, subscribe, comment, share. We do the work every day. Just how, just how we roll here at one rental at a time. Take care.